0: Welcome everybody back to the Fire Talk podcast and YouTube channel for today's episode. We're actually going to be posting two episodes today, but for this first episode, we're going to be giving a quick lock lockout update and also basically answering the question of will there be an MLB season this year? Is there going to be obviously not going to be a full season. The first two series have have been canceled as of Tuesday, no, yeah, Tuesday. Uh this is going to be coming out Thursday. We're recording Wednesday evening, but We wanted to go over some of this stuff. We want to talk about kind of where where we think it's going to end up, how it's going to play out. Um, But before we get into anything, I want to go over like the final offers just for the MLB and the MLB Players Association, because I think it will shed a lot of light to what's going on. So I'm going to go over the MLB's best and final offer. This stuff might sound confusing. We're going to kind of go over it a little bit more as we, as we talk throughout this episode. So if it doesn't come across very clear the first time through, I apologize but we are going to discuss it more. So MLB's final offer, the three main things financially were no changes to the CBT threshold. That's basically what the MLB has in place of a salary cap. It is their the amount that is taxed. It's like the luxury tax, right? So initially there's a $10 million increase on the, 2020, or on the 2021 number. So that moves it from 210 million to 220 million. It stays 220 million for three years then moves to 224 and then 230 for that fifth year. So over a 5-year gap from 2022 to 2027, it is moving $10 million. It's growing $10 million. The MLB Players Association said we want to start at 238, which is $8 million higher than what the MLB the MLB owners view is what the tax should be at in 2027. Uh so far very very different. And they're moving to $263 million over that five-year period. So an increase of about, what? what is that? $35 million, a a much larger, sorry, $25 million, a much larger increase. And they're starting at $18 million more than what the MLB owners are looking at. Then we look at the pre-arbitration bonus. Uh, The MLB offered a $5 million increase from a $25 million pool to a $30 million pool. And the MLB Players Association asked for a $85 million pool with a $5 million annual increase. The MLB did not offer an annual increase. So also very, very different. The third part, this is the only one where they're relatively close at. An increase of league minimums from $675,000 to $700,000, moving up $10,000 a year. That's what the MLB offered. The MLB Players Association said, how about you move the minimums to $725,000? And then going up 20,000 a year. So double the amount going up a year from 10 to 20, but only $25,000 more. And we're talking, you know, $700,000 compared to $725,000. So that's a very small amount. That's where they're closest at. Now I go over all these numbers. I'm sorry if that sounded very confusing at first, you know, a, a lot of, of numbers involved here, but the big thing that's going to stand out to me is the luxury tax tax threshold. They are not even close and in all honesty the offer that the MLB owners sent to the players association as their final offer is is pretty embarrassing that, that that's like a joke if you're if you're having discussions here and they're offering only a 10 million dollar increase based on the 2021 number and guys keep in mind that number is not accurate it's not a good representation because of the covid year so that number's already down to begin with you look across you know professional sports Many of their or their salary caps dropped last year. So let's not act like that number's not really realistic of where it should be in terms of the market today. $10 million over five years is less than a 5% increase of the tax threshold. That's awful. That is an awful offer from the MLB. And so when you're looking at this and you're trying to say like, okay, well, well whose side do I pick? Maybe not whose side I pick, but like, you know, why is there no season? That's probably the first thing that stands out to me is that they're like, yeah, we don't, we're not going to increase the, salary, the luxury tax that much. Like we're doing almost nothing to do that. And ultimately from the player's point of view, that limits the amount of the potential money to be made from the overall player pool. So if you're the players in that, and that's the offer that you get, when you look at your offer and it is completely different that is like a disrespectful offer when you compare to what the NBA and what the NFL do in terms of their salary caps, because it is very, very different. So I think that's the thing that stands out to me most is that that number doesn't, it's hardly even, it it doesn't even, it's lower than inflation. Like you're losing real money value. If you're the players in that, you're not even keeping up with inflation on an annual basis. So that's pretty terrible, honestly. Um, But that was the, the big thing that stood out to me, but Chase, you look at this stuff, we're going to get into, you know, will there be a season? But what do you think about these these final offers from the MLB and the Players Association?
1: Yeah, Basically what you're saying, I mean, wow, they really couldn't offer any better changes on this uh, competitive balance tax thresholds. You don't make a change within the first three years and you expect the players to take that. I mean, we all kind of expected the talks between even, I think in December that the ten- – Uh, the cbt threshold would probably be between i think they're saying 240 and 260 the players association is right in between that and that was back in three months ago and for the bonus pool i mean the players association wanted i think 3.33 million dollars from each club to put into the pool for the pre-arbitration players that are top 30 in war so that means you're being a top 30 player in the MLB and they want to pay you basically pennies and dimes for being a top player in the MLB. So they changed it from like what was it before? Like 10 million. They want like, they had it at 10 million. They've increased it up to 30 million, but they have no annual increase, which that's kind of a horrible deal for That's like a million dollar bonus for being like the best at your job. When you, the people around you that are the best are making like, 20 times more than you, if not more. And then the Players Association came down from their initial one hundred they were at a hundred. And then talks kind of went bad. They increased it to 115, saying we'll give up um the uh super twos, which was I'm still kind of confused about that, but it was around like 88% of the people in their second year would go into arbitration. And then it would go towards their third year. And uh, then the 12% that didn't get it would go get it in their third year. It was a little confusing. So they're giving up on the second year arbitration thing. And they, but they were going to ask for 115 in the bonus pool. But now that is now down at 85 with a $5 million increase each year, which I'm pretty sure that would cap out around probably 100 million, I would assume, if not 115, which honestly is a good deal. For being a top 30 player, you'd get around a three point. If it was 100 million, you'd get around 3.33 million dollars in a bonus for being a great baseball player for benefiting your benefiting your club. Only making the league minimum at the time, but only 30 million dollars, only getting a million dollar bonus is kind of selling your talent short. And so, once again, I go with the players there. And this is only the main economics parts of it. We still don't know any, everything about the service manipulation, the other arbitration talks. I know they were bringing up the shift. There's still a lot of things that they're far apart on. And so going into the question, will there be a season? Yes, there will be a season. When is the question? Um, kind of seems like, They're so far off. The owners made it seem like they were much closer than they were. And I don't think the players like that because it was like, hey, you know what? We tried our best to get a deal done. The players kind of backed off their talks and this is now their fault for the reason we don't have a season. Because I remember Manfred, I do want to discuss this. Manfred said, we are not going to be able to start at the beginning of the season. We're going to have to delay it, not due to a lack of effort. Do you consider effort when in December you go, yeah, you know what? We could meet once a week here, but we're not going to do that. We're going to take six weeks off, no discussions for six weeks, 42 days. And then when you guys do meet, it's 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. You're still not coming down from your side. You're not coming down to your side. All right. We're not going to meet for another week, meet for 10, 15 minutes and do this for like a month. And then you guys are like, oh, wow. Spring training is really coming by. Maybe we should meet more okay, maybe we'll meet two to three times a week, but still only contain like maybe 30 minutes of meetings the entire time. That is not effort. Taking six weeks off when you guys could have been negotiating for six weeks, 42 extra days you guys had to negotiate and you guys just blew it off. That's not effort. You guys are just laughing in the the fans' face. Manfred looked happy as hell to announce the delay of season. The man's got to go. And to answer the question, there will be a season. I think it's going to end, probably start in May, if not late April. If we do get a season.
0: So if you would have asked me like a couple weeks ago, let's say two weeks ago, I probably would have said, yeah, I think there's going to be a month taken off the season. With these numbers shown and like the differences in what the MLB and MLB Players Association are are. Are having on, or on the table, I would probably say two months, which is big because that's twice as much as I thought a couple weeks ago because it's that far off. But when I'm looking at this from from my perspective, I want the deal to get done. I want to watch baseball. I think all of you guys listening, if you are listening to a baseball podcast right now and it is the middle of the lockout, I'm guessing that you guys really want to watch the baseball too. I think we're all in the same boat that we really want to see that. But just from a fan perspective, from rooting for these players, from following their lives, from following their career so much, I don't want them to take this deal. This is pathetic. This is awful. When you compare these deals with the annual increases in like salary cap or, or, ta- or luxury tax, it's not close to what the other professional sports leagues are offering. If this is what the owners in the NFL or the NBA sent over to the, in their negotiations they would get laughed at. And when we look at how big of a problem baseball is having right now, one, they can't market their players. When you look around the league and you know, a lot of younger kids that are watching sports, they have no idea who Juan is for example, that's awful. Like you don't know, first of all, you don't know how to, how to kind of market your players. Second of all, you're in a generation where there, is, there are many, many exciting players. There's Fernando Tatis Jr. for the Padres, but there's a bunch of players around the league that are super exciting to watch, super fun, and this is going to be potentially the third year in a row where we haven't seen Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis, or Ronald Acuna play a full season. That, is, that sucks. Now, I know one of the years was for injury for, all, for three of those guys last year, but you had the COVID year, and now you're going to have a lockout season. And Chase brought it up. The quote unquote effort is no, there's a lack of effort. There's a clear lack of effort. So it's really frustrating when you look at this and you go, you guys are are putting an offer out there. That's not even a competitive offer. And then trying to say, Oh, the players aren't going to accept it. Yeah. The players aren't going to accept it because they're being exploited for their value. And yes, they make a ton of money, the top end guys, but the lower end guys do not. And, it doesn't make sense for them to take an offer that makes, that is just so below the market and so below the value that they're worth. So I don't want the players to take this offer, even though I want to see, even though I want to see the deal figured out more than anything, but this is just like an awful offer. It's honestly like a joke when you look at it from the players association, as if this is their best and final offer. That's, that's horrendous. That's honestly just so terrible. And, Really, before we kind of hopped in here, like I, I had looked into a good amount, but before we really like looked into the numbers and stuff and started reading some articles on this, I was not as upset. But like after reading some of this stuff and you see like how it compares across other professional sports, this is awful. This is this is a terrible thing that MLB is doing right now, and they're potentially blowing a good portion of a season where they have so many guys that can really propel the league to, you know, to America's pastime to what we want to see it be. So. I'm extremely frustrated right now with all this stuff, but I, I think all of you guys are as well. I think you all share kind of where we're at, but I mean, this is not a this is not a good offer at all from from the MLB.
1: Not only that, I'm gonna go off on a little tangent. You you want it? Manfred says he wants to grow the game. He wants to improve the game. What does he do? Oh, okay. The COVID season was a mess. You juice the baseballs. You get all the home runs. You get everyone excited for everything. You take it back. You manipulate the baseballs again. You secretly use two baseballs. You juice up the good games. You give the other baseballs to every other game. You don't tell anyone. It gets exploited through the media by a journalist that you're using two separate baseballs. The DH is a good thing. But then you don't market your guys. You initiate a league lockout. You don't talk for six weeks. How is that growing the game? Baseball was finally becoming popular again. And what do you do? You basically take six weeks off saying we know we're going to get this done and then when you come back it's you only meet for like one time a week and it's like 15 minutes you can't call that effort you were taking dying sport and yes there was excitement we've never seen better talent in the MLB You got a lot more home runs a lot more electric players a lot more electric pitchers than there ever has been and we're not even going to get to watch it that's the part that makes me upset I want the players to get a good offer i want to watch baseball but at the same time it's so hard watching the commissioner of the base uh, commissioner of baseball completely ruin the sport he calls the world series trophy a piece of metal doesn't punish cheaters in the world series and just can kind of continually ruins the game and i think almost every baseball fan agrees that he needs to go. And he just kind of gets to sit up there and laugh at the podium. Like, yeah, sorry. There's, there's not going to be a season. <laughs> Our bad. No, that's not how this works.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely super frustrating. I mean, Rob Manfred has just kind of become a joke over the last few years. I mean, there's not really another way to put it. When you compare him to Adam Silver, to Roger Goodell, I mean, Roger Goodell gets booed every year at the draft. I mean, Rob Manford can't hold Roger Goodell's jock when it comes to being a, a commissioner of a professional sports league. And, like, I'm not even a Roger Goodell guy. I'm not a big fan. But, like, come on. Like, it's, it's got really bad. Um, the final thing I want to bring up, though, not going to get into any more numbers or anything like that or really about the lockout. But the, the final thing I do want to bring up is when the MLB has these negotiations, they only have them every, I think it is six years, is, five, six years. And the rule changes only happen every five, six years. Now, it was a little bit different because of the COVID reduced season that caused a change to it. But typically, they only have changes every five or six years. Why? The NFL changes the rules every single year. I I don't understand like some of these like rules that have been set in place for baseball where it's like, oh, we can't do these negotiations. We can't make these changes. We can't adjust these ways the best way to improve the game is to look at it and go, what can we make better? What can we have changed? And it seems like baseball's just kind of disregarded that. And now they're at a point where the players are like, we need to make significant changes. We need to change the ec- economic model of our sport. And it's just like, oh no, we're not doing that. It's like, well, well, every other professional sports league is, but why are we not? Why are we not having rule changes every year? Why are we not looking at things going, you know, I think there's something a little bit off about this, let's adjust this to make it, you know, more consistent, more fair, whatever it is, let's improve the game. It, the, baseball doesn't do that. And it's, it's really, really frustrating. I think we're starting to see a lot of fans frustrated. Now I'm assuming pretty much everyone listening to this is not what you would call a casual fan. Um, but a lot of casual baseball fans, like this is a huge turnoff for them. So like you're going to see people not watching games just because they're like, oh, this is stuff's of stuff, just dumb. And they just kind of get bored of it and they move on. And that really sucks because a lot, I mean, pretty much every fan there is at one point you were a casual fan where you kind of were getting into it. Oh, what is this? You know? And maybe a lot of us were a lot younger. I know me and Chase were, but like, it's just tough because you're, you're seeing a potential fan base grow a lot. And that just got kind of completely cut down with this MLB lockout. So really sucks with all this stuff. Sorry about the, the negativity on this podcast. Later this week, we're going to be talking more Padres stuff. We're going to have an episode out later today. We're going to have one on Friday and also one on Saturday. Bringing in a guest on the Friday's episode to talk about Austin Nola, um, and then we'll be doing the mailbag episode on Saturday as well. So, got a bunch of stuff coming out for you guys, Padres-oriented stuff. But hopefully, the the negativity of this of this episode doesn't uh, overshadow some of the cool stuff we're going to be talking about later. And you know, eventually on on Saturday, we'll have a bounce back episode for the Padres candidates that are all of your guys answers. So looking forward to that. Um, but all that, with all that said, thank you guys for listening. And hopefully there is a season. I think there will be, but I do think that we're going to continue to see it kind of, pu- kind of push down the road. And we're ultimately going to see a lot of games canceled, w- which definitely sucks. But season will eventually come, I believe. Hopefully that's the case. Hopefully we get to see it, at least a good amount of baseball this year. But thank you all for listening. And we'll be po- talking Padres baseball for the rest of the week.